Hey everybody, how are you? So, how you doing? It's the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. Yeah, it is. And this is episode thirty-eight. Ooh, thirty-eight episodes, which means we're closer to forty than thirty-five <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Almost I don't know time what that for means. a midlife crisis. I yeah. Guess. Oh. But this episode is brought to you by Wolf Tracks T-shirts and Designs. Uh, you can call owner-operator Steve Likens at 910-538-2474. Talk to him about uh, doing some artwork for you. Talk I'm still really impressed by your dedication to our sponsor to commit the phone number to memory like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's because uh, it's because his product is so amazing that I do such a thing. I don't remember anybody's phone number, but I'll remember this man's. And if you want to become a sponsor, he will memorize your number, too. I will. I will. That's a, that is a challenge that you can put me up to. Uh, because, yeah, I take this shit seriously. And I take t-shirts seriously, and so does Steve Likens. So call him up at 910-538-2474. Mention that you heard about him on the podcast, and you'll get a free uh, art setup and get your shit rolling. And you could use that art to make koozies. T-shirts. Banners. You know, fucking tattoo designs. Stickers, a tattoo design. Yeah. You could make a pamphlet for your cult. Yes, Yes, actually, the, there is a sale on cult pamphlets this month only. March is cult month. Get out there. Get in there, because there is 5% off anything for cults. Uh, <laughs> but you do have to be a registered cult, and you have to prove that you are a cult. Yeah, we need to see proof of this. Um, uh, what else? Um, clip art for indoctrination videos. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, uh, you know, original designs for your underground fight club. Yes. Yeah. We know you guys are out there. We know you can't talk about your underground fight clubs. But we know you want brands made sure. to burn so, your people. Let me tell you guys, when you call Wolf Tracks t-shirts and designs and you want something for your underground fight club, what we're going to have you guys say is this is for a, uh, a chess club. Chess club. So we yeah. just know, wink, wink, you're not talking <laughs> about an underground fight club. We got you. We got and, your point, Dexter. And, and Steve Likens will cater your art more towards a fight club than a chess <laughs> thing. He'll know what you mean. <laughs> but give them a call. And hit them up and... Uh, Check them out on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, do all kinds of stuff. It's good stuff. They are responsible for our logo. Yes. They are responsible for other things other than our logo. Yeah, lots of stuff. You might not just know of a reference of or at the top of your head, but... <laughs> it's there. <laughs> Steve, uh, the owner and operator, Steve does all the, the art uh, himself. It's his uh, real handmade shit. Yeah. From a real artist. So, uh, all joking aside, check them out, and and if you need any kind of art for anything, get a hold of them. Yes. Yeah. So, this is episode 38 coming up for you tonight. We have Steve Likens (laughs) from Wolf Tracks T-Shirts and Designs (laughs) actually here with us tonight. So, uh, we... Uh, because we are a big time podcast, we did fly Steve in um, on our private jet. Figured it was time. he made it in here tonight to talk to us just about cool shit yeah so strap in and here we go episode 38 freshly baked crackers here's the soup you're listening to the freshly baked crackers podcast freshly baked crackers with your hosts josh guster and ian maxwell here is the soup <laughs> intergalactic Tuco. this is the freshly baked crackers podcast hey what's up everybody it's the freshly baked crackers podcast i am josh i'm ian and i'm steve and steve is here, <laughs> steve is here. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we do have a guest in studio tonight owner operator and exclusive sponsor of this freshly baked crackers podcast steven likens is in the building tonight so steve thank you very much for being here man thank welcome you to the show me. yeah welcome no problem. Yeah, no problem. And the limo, limo right across town is great. Too. Yeah, yep. Chuck Berry was in there with us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he's that, not doing so good. That's our whole budget for the year. It's <laughs> yep. over. We're done. This so, is our last episode. This is for it. The year. Yeah, yeah, we will be shutting down freshly baked crackers from here on out. But we wanted to treat Steve right since he is our sponsor. If you guys want to buy recording equipment, it will be on sale on Craigslist tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, find a date apparently, or uh, find some podcasts equipment yes um but hey how's everybody doing welcome yeah. to episode 38 yeah we're coming a long way gang. um hope you guys have been doing good yeah. look forward to this this weekend 
We're this will get posted tonight, so Ooh. Friday we're gonna get season two of Daredevil. So look forward to it's that, get everybody. Real, yes. And we will be talking to our friend Stabface. Yes. Um, on Monday, <laughs> so next week's episode we will be talking about Daredevil with Stabface. So that's another one to look forward to. It's gonna be fun. But tonight we have our sponsor, artist, <laughs> uh, and a guy who's done. I mean, a lot of different work with yeah. uh, as far as art over the years i recently tried to buy some comics <laughs> that, uh, yeah. he had drawn in I had and pull a few uh, strings so you didn't get those. yeah <laughs> all of a sudden i got an email like hey bro sorry sent your money back i don't know where those are at so yeah that was there were a few more i need to find it again and get and get them i did those quite a few years ago well that's pretty awesome so uh, steve is an artist yep. of the realist nature um Pin to paper. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's not uh, he's he's not drawing on a uh, on a uh, on a pad on a, on an iPad or something. Right. He's, he's a a legit paper pen to paper. And pens and yeah. yeah, pencils, yeah. erasers, erasers. Yes. <laughs> all yes. that jazz. Um, as opposed to, well, you know, a lot of that stuff gets done other ways. Yeah, everything's kind of digital of, these you know, days. I do, yeah, I do put it into the computer after. I sure, and do, you know, put tones and things in there like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but you but you still draw things, oh, yeah. you know, and like so much stuff. Even like, isn't South Park completely animated at the, like automated at this point? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, just they just copy just... and paste little dudes, and it just, they just add the dialogue. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, pretty well. Which I mean, I mean, it's and, awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> good for awesome. them. They used to have to fucking hand copy and record every single piece of that paper that they did. So yeah, yeah. that's how they originally did it. Was cutting out paper. Yeah, and mm-hmm. things and yeah it was actual like, construction. Them. Yeah, yeah. Making little paper dudes dance across the page. Yeah. So, how did you? I mean, how long have you been doing art professionally? I mean, have you? I mean, I'm guessing lifetime. Yeah, pretty much since the the '80s, I guess. You know, okay. first, you know, I've always I started selling things in the early '80s. You know, every now and then I did a few tattoo things for people. Right. Uh, I even worked for movie studios for a time. I worked. I didn't do a lot of art when I did that, but I worked for a guy who was making. Oh, really low budget things. I've never even seen this movie that I did. Okay. I did artwork for like, uh, you know, just for him to show people and stuff. And it was called Operation Shark Bait. <laughs> and I gotta think somebody like Vic Morrow or somebody was supposed to be in it. And huh. then Vic got killed in the Twilight Zone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so I don't think he got that part done. But it was a. Uh, if he wouldn't have Operation Shark Bait, would have been a been huge, huge fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I got like 50 bucks for doing a little sketch right. for this guy. It's a concept That art. was like the first big money I ever made off, off of my own art, you know. That's cool. And uh, I did a, back in the early 80s, there were um, a lot of people publishing their own black and white mini comics. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I published one, but I did it big, like a magazine. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. A friend of mine had a, uh, he worked for a uh, print a place that made you know, copiers oh right Andy yeah you know, oh yeah yeah made a copy head and he worked on copy machines so we snuck in on a Sunday <laughs> when everybody was closed you know and he said we can do this come on <laughs> we go in and we used their paper and their ink and their machines and you know I guess you know, we ran off about 250 copies and it sold out nice in like a like a few days and the guy nice. the guy that we had one comic shop in Wilmington then right he, he let me put them in there, and they just just walked right off the shelves because everybody was like stoked that somebody in Wilmington was doing a comic book, right? And, and they all wanted to know because I lifted on a, hang, a cliffhanger in the end of it, and it, when's the next one coming out? <laughs> I didn't do it. One of the world's great cliffhangers. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uns- uh, one of the unsolved fucking mysteries of the world, and a truly gorilla comic too. I love that breaking yeah, into a place crazy, basically. Yeah. Stealing that's, that's how I did 10 years of band flyers. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'll, it, I just made them at my family's dealership. Nice. <laughs> Went in there like, I'm going to be to make some copies. Use the tools you got, man. Yeah. But, you know, when the 90s came around, and that's when it really came because uh, okay. I got the job at the t-shirt place. Right. I started selling to another t-shirt place. I was working at one t-shirt place printing, and then another t-shirt place found out about my artwork so I was doing artwork for them and they didn't know that I worked for the other t-shirt place you know so I tried to keep that secret and I didn't tell the people I worked for that I was doing artwork for another place and I did that all through the 90s and that's when I did that comic book that you tried to get okay you know we thought it was going to be big things Bill and I worked on that and you know if it had it would have been Walking Dead before Walking Dead because it was a zombie thing okay and we were going we were taking off from the uh, George Romero um Dawn of the Dead with right. the, at the beginning it was the cops that were fighting the zombies. Right. So we took that and we called it Necro Cops. 
and had just a team of cops fighting the zombies in the city, you know. And right. Was, you know, we had several stories, and Bill wrote several. Right. And, uh, I did the first one, and uh, who knows how many it sold. I don't think. I got like 50 bucks, and I split it with Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after that, the guy wanted me to do porn comics. And, oh, nice. <laughs> I said, I'll give it a shot, and they send me a script that looked like it was read as though it were written by a five-year-old who just discovered sex, and I'm like... Like most porn, I think. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. I did sketches. I just found my dick today! <laughs> but it was, you know, it was a parody of the X-Men, and... Uh, God knows, I did. I did so much of the artwork, and I did like probably four or five pages of it, of a probably an eighteen-page story. Wow! And then they called me one day and fired me because it was just taking too long. I was so embarrassed doing it. You know, every time I was working on it, you know, my then wife would come in and say, "I can't believe you're doing it. <laughs> this is taking too long. Well, I have to lock myself in a closet <laughs> right. to do it. No so. one can know I'm doing this yeah. at four in the morning when I know my neighbors are asleep." <laughs> That's awesome. That's very and cool. So then I got a, you know, I got another guy that was interested. We met another guy at a convention, and uh, he said to send him something. So we sent him artwork and a story. He took a bunch of Bill's stories that Bill had wrote, a lot of short stories, and uh, he took all those short stories. And Bill said, you know, he asked Bill what he wanted. And Bill said, just send me comics, you know. Right. <laughs> so he sent Bill a stack of comics, and we started seeing Bill's stories show up in all these different comics that's going right. doing. And he wasn't getting paid at anything. Oh anymore. damn. Oh. But. Uh, one of mine, you know, I did. You know, they sent me a script by somebody else. We wanted to work. The two of us wanted to work sure. together. And and he said, well, we'll talk about that later. They sent me a script that somebody else had written, and uh, I drew it. And another guy inked it and did the letters for it. And they never called me about it or anything. I think I might have got another fifty bucks or something. <laughs> And Standard I just rate. found out a couple of years ago he made a movie of this thing. Really? Wow. Got a movie. It's a, like a shot on video. It's maybe an hour long. It's got strippers playing the parts and stuff. <laughs> it's, uh, I can't even watch it. It's, it's mildly entertaining. And right. The girls look good, but it's a stupid, stupid <laughs> thing. And uh, you, can, you can watch it. You can, and he sold, actually, you could, you could buy my comic with a, a CD or DVD, I mean, a copy of the movie and right. stuff. And he never sold, gave me any more money for any of this. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I didn't write it, but, you know, we were supposed to always get a piece of it. Yeah, sure. It's still your art, yeah. But I had to buy that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, so you're out money on yeah. this one. That's but it only, it only cost like five bucks or something. <laughs> That's ruthless. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty awesome. So how did how did that transition into like what you're doing now? I've been you know all the, the whole time I was doing comic uh, that I was you know trying to do comics. I was working at the t-shirt place all through okay. the nineties, and uh, uh, Ian's uncle Pat, uh, yeah, Paul, my wife's brother. You know they uh, he always was trying to find something for me to do that he could make money off of. Sure, <laughs> you know? of course. He was you know he, yeah, I can appreciate that. You know, so he wanted to know. So do you think you could do all of this stuff if we got the equipment? And I said, yeah. And I had no idea. Right. <laughs> I had I had a basic idea because the lady that I worked for would tell me things, you know, about how she did it, and but she would never show me how they did it. So. I would just have to guess at a lot of stuff, and then Pat found it. You know, well, I, well, I found the actually this guy on YouTube who was selling a little thing for like a thousand bucks. He would get a one printer. You know, you could print one color, and you had a little flasher unit that you would stick it under to heat it up and dry it. Okay. And that was a piece of crap. You know, you <laughs> put it under there, and it would it would cook it in the middle. But the out, you know, and I, we did the first job we got was for this. Uh, bunch of birthday for a couple of twins so i drew two cartoon characters of them you know and they're shaking hands or reaching their 50th birthday or 40th <laughs> birthday or something you know and uh after a week or so after they wore them the, they started coming apart at the edges you know because they wouldn't it didn't dry all over so it was like just the, the center of the image was staying on the shirt <laughs> <and stuff, you laughs> but uh, we we you know learned how to do it we got a good dryer and uh we just you know polly and i started talking about doing you know, our own thing with it, and uh, we decided to call it Wolf Tracks because my name is Lichens. Right, like, and, like well, the movies came uh -huh. after me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I had the name first. But I've looked. I've always done research on my name, you know, because it's such an unusual one. Sure. You know? So you look on the internet, and what, what I found when, it, when we first got internet, you know, back like in 1999, <laughs> 1998, or something, and. Uh, we, I found these two guys that named the Lycans, and they spelled L-Y-C-A-N, and that was the first time that they had, or the first record of anybody with that name coming to America. They okay. settled in Pennsylvania, 
uh, I guess they spread over into West Virginia because my grandfather always told me that's where our people came from, is West Virginia. They came down to get away from the coal mines and began to <laughs> sure. do farming in North Carolina, and that's what they all did there and stuff. Bunch of werewolves. Bunch of werewolves. Yeah, exactly. You're saying you're from a werewolf. It's wolf stock. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, I've I've recently been thinking about trying to trace back my lineage a little bit and trying to figure out where we where I come from. I know I'm a bunch of mix, but I'm sure it's also werewolves. More than likely. I know that because I become a werewolf whenever there's a full moon, so I know it has to be in my blood. I mean, ever since the movies come out, everybody wanted to know, you know, you like that? You right. spell your name like they do. No, I don't spell it that way. We get people always misspelling our name. Oh, yeah. They call us Lickens, and I'm like, do you guys not know how to spell Lick and Like? It's L-I-K is Like, and L-I-C-K is Lick. When I was a kid, that's how we could always tell it was a telemarketer. Mm-hmm. Because somebody come with, yes, is Mr. Coester there? There's no Coesters living here. <laughs> you you do don't know me. us. You don't know us, lady. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. So um, so who, like, who influenced you? Who, who are Jack the... Kirby. Okay. That's it. Right on. <laughs> right on. Kirby all day. Uh, yeah. Grew up looking at the Marvel comics on the 60s, and that's when I decided, you know, this is what I want to do, you know? And I looked at Jack Kirby. In the 70s, you know, Barry Smith, who drew Conan okay. originally, right. I, I sure. was always a big Conan fan and stuff, and I really liked Barry Smith, who was a big influence. He was influenced by Kirby also. Sure. Kirby, you know, when he started doing comics in the early 70s, he talked to Kirby. You know, Kirby told him how to do the layout better with pages, and he always owed a debt of gratitude to Kirby, and everybody does. Yeah, yeah. everybody Definitely. does. Definitely, yeah. Anybody draws somebody with a cape on them. <laughs> yeah. Has to throw a little bit <laughs> oh, up to Jack Kirby. Definitely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, and then, like, you've, you've just always been deep into comics as well as... Deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like the, I like the horror stuff, especially. I've done a few things. I've had a, you know, I had a horror comic uh, that I did. Bill and I used to publish our own things, a friend of okay. mine in Wilmington. Um, the last thing I did was this guy here. And he was Ragnar the Barbarian, <laughs> and this I did this right before the damn TV show started. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! This is hap- that's the thing that's happened to me many, many times over the years. I come up with an idea, I do it, and before I can get it out, somebody TV or the movies or something. So I was going to do a Twilight Zone story where a guy is like in a straight jacket in, a, in, a, in the insane asylum and. He wants to be an artist, and they're like, what's the matter with him? You know, he says every, every time he creates something, someone else gets it. <laughs> you know? And it, I figure, you know, because he's got this brain that when he thinks of something, it goes out, and somebody else grabs it. It goes to someone else. It's a telepathic thing, and he's just it's driving it's driven him insane because he everything he does, somebody else gets it before he can do anything with it. That's really that's really like good. That. Yeah. And you know, I think there's a story out there like that. So Probably. It's like yeah. too late, you know? Well, it's like there's so much of reality like that when you think about like uh when the world's end and that other movie with uh, seth rogan and all them came, came out, out same, uh, this is the end this yeah, is the this end is or the then end. like yeah. interstellar and gravity and martian all come out within like cop a year out. of each other there's another one cop called out the good guys yeah, yeah yep and uh what was the other one that was really crazy to me there was uh, but that kind of stuff happens all the time where, over the volcano movies where yeah. there was like dante's Just inferno dante's peak, dante's peak, peak and volcano, yeah, volcano. The, the meteor coming the, yeah yeah the armageddon and uh, deep impact. Deep impact. Yeah. Yes. So it's like all these dudes at the same time are just like, ooh, meteors would be cool. And then a year later, they both have a script out in Hollywood. You know, it just Fun happens fact, to work. Dante's Peak was out uh, at the same time that they re released the original Star Wars trilogy in theaters. All right. So once, uh, I just remember Travis Long director that right. was on here he and i went to go see star wars re-release and they was sold out so they're like well then we'd already bought tickets we're like we can't sit down in here and they're like well you can hang out in dante's peak until the next <laughs> one starts and like okay i guess that's uh, what sure. we'll do we already have popcorn and shit you know so like we're not gonna go home so like we went and sat in dante's peak for a good 40 minutes like we didn't get to finish it but we watched it for like 45 minutes or something and i just remember travis just sat there and anytime someone would mention dante's peak in the movie he would just loudly whisper dante's peak real loud <laughs> and that just became the whole memory of watching dante's peak for me oh god we used to give pierce brosnan way too much work in america yeah, we did. oh god best thing pierce brosnan did go uh november man 
The okay. new one, the newest one. Have yeah, seen I have not seen Netflix. November Man yet. No, is it good? Okay, it's okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. You guys are you Thomas know. Crown Affair. No, <laughs> I got to go with Stu and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He said Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, someone came by. It was a run by fruiting. <laughs> It's a good sport, guys. Oh, oh my man. god! Yes, Goldeneye. Yeah, just because the game is the game. Spawned. Yeah, man. There's something that I tried to remember that I, I really did like him in, and I can't remember what it was. It's something I even rewatched recently, and he's like scruffy in it. There's not a lot where he's scruffy, but he made a Robinson Crusoe, or he was real scruffy. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> man, I was Robin, forget, they, they, a lot they, of that stuff. came out like right when Castaway did too. I feel yeah, like, yeah. like that's another. Well, the the big one that I read about, the one that I really liked, was Dennis the Menace, in that there is a Dennis the Menace in America. He's a blonde kid who causes trouble in his shit and wears little overalls. And at the mm. same exact time in Australia, there is a Dennis the Menace character with blonde hair who fucks around with his neighbors. Neither of the people who write those comics know each other at all. <laughs> but somehow at the same time in two it's different parts of the England world too. I've got yeah. some of the original I've got some comics from England that have him in it's there, just you know? so weird like that yeah people steal your ideas all the time hmm. just thinking about stuff but you know Hollywood works differently than, than comics do and I'm sure comics probably to a lesser extent do but I bet there's spies everywhere you know? oh I'm sure <laughs> there's always board meetings it's never yeah. like one guy coming up with something it's always like seven texting, people right? just like you're doing yeah now. I'm just like texting. right now I'm, I'm telling somebody about that Twilight Zone story <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow we have a pilot on AMC. <laughs> we're making this work. You're text tra- texting another podcast. Yeah. Tell this is what we're talking about. You turn coat, son of a bitch. Well, they just leaked to me the script of the new Mad Max movie. There so go. we're gonna read that. We're gonna we're gonna do a dramatization of a table read right when we come back. Oh man. Um. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> the the what was I gonna talk? Uh, bring up. But anyway, um. Yeah, there's there's a lot of repetition and stuff in Hollywood, but uh, maybe it's also the idea of like the collective subconscious. Yeah, that we all already like share idea those that ideas. When, someone, when an idea is out there, it's easy for the rest of us to like grab a hold of it. It just becomes like I know there was a there was a study done on people where they sequestered people and gave them crossword puzzles for a certain amount of time, and then they would give them crossword puzzles that had already been released somewhere else in the world, and people already solved it. They didn't have access to that information, but just the fact that people humans had already solved that and that information was out there their scores went up 30 percent or so whoa so like trippy just the idea that like we can pick up on something once we've all kind of figured it out well maybe i mean look at all this architecture around the world this ancient architecture the people that are not are fucking everywhere but yet they at some point they they didn't no one came up with square houses (laughs) right it was all pyramids (laughs) right something's going on (laughs) nobody was just like well let's just go up and this way and down and and then then that's good right everyone's like (laughs) (laughs) that's fishy Aliens. Aliens, um, yeah. <laughs> so now this will get deeper into ancient aliens. And Bigfoot. And, and Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Here we go. So you, and you do some squatching, is that correct? Oh, I try. I play, yeah. You know, I get out in the yard and I've got the new whistle. The goals, yeah. <laughs> so you do full on, you do believe that there is an undiscovered primate I out there. I hope so. I don't, you know, who believes in anything 100%? Sure, sure, yeah, like sure. People across town are... We know Jane, Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall Jane believes yeah. that there is something um, out there. You know, as much as I think a lot of her for what she's done with apes and stuff, and, you know, uh, I think Survivor Man <laughs> yeah, has yeah, even more credibility, and he talks about, and he's been up alone in Alaska and heard something in the brush going... Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't see no bears doing that. Right. It's just like that, uh, what is it, Gigantopithecus? Pithecus. That, it's almost like a chimp, isn't it? No, it's like an orangutan. Yeah. The models that they've come up with, with all they've ever found are like finger bones, teeth, and a jawbone yeah. or something, mm. you know, but there's also that, a they, chimp that walks, st- walks on its back feet and is like six, six. Yeah. Yeah. And the recently they just got, there's a new trail cam video of a bonobo ape that is like the best thing that the best footage of one ever. Right. And you watch it walk by and you're like, okay, yeah, there's probably some shit out there. Like <laughs> right. when you see that thing. Cause there's, there's a gorilla in, in a zoo. There's on, on Facebook, a gorilla walking on on his hind legs. He looks like an old like, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, that's intense. I mean, and, and just like, you know, we talk about, yeah, we've got, you know, Google Earth and all this stuff, and you can see stuff from satellites and whatnot, yes, but the woods are so dense. And I know plenty of, like, read stories about foresters and stuff and how, like, they don't know everything that's out there. You get there. up in the Pacific Northwest, man, they drop you in that woods, you're gone. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah, it's over. There's no don't... idea what's out there. Like, yeah. There's a... 
there's like a, I guess whenever mushrooms grow together, it's almost like one huge living thing. Right. There's, yeah. There's like a colony in the Pacific Northwest. It's like square miles. Yeah. It's all underneath and the forest and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's all connected and living and like avatar shit. Yeah. Like you go in there and plug into your dreadlocks <laughs> and have sex with a tree or something. Yeah, it's just crazy. So, like, yeah, to say that something like that couldn't possibly be wandering around the woods where no right. one ever is, you yeah. know. This isn't the woods by my hometown. This right. is shit where, where there's places where no one's walked into. Ever. Or very rarely. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Like, yeah, I, t- I, I always wonder, like, uh, I always ask people, like, when I'm new new working with someone or something like that, I'm like, let me ask you a question. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> do you believe in ghosts? No. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes, you do. I don't. I'd like to, but I don't. You know, I've always fought with my mom about that for years. She's so ghosty, and I'm so, ugh, ghosts. No, you've been in that house, and you've heard things in that house. I haven't. Nothing's ever spooked me there. Yes, they did. You just blocked it out. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I blocked something out. Polly swears that somebody was, some dude was shotgunned in that house way before her parents. We owned the house that that her parents owned. We bought, bought this house. And uh, there's some story she found. She swears that one day she was laying in bed when she was probably 15 or 16, and there was a guy in the door with half his head gone. You know? <laughs> and then he just turned around and walked away. And then she still sees him, she says. You know? She's oh, yeah. still in here. I know? haven't seen anything. I've heard all Goodness. of her bells on all the doors and been, yeah, oh, Jesus, the in the middle of the night. When but... you're there by yourself, those bells, <laughs> she's got bells on the doorknobs all over the house. And they wow. go off. Them damn things go off. Because I'm an avid non-believer in ghosts. Yeah, I, I still, I My don't, wife, I say I well, I'm sure the cockroaches, cockroaches yeah. may crow over there and jingle jangle. Exactly. I want to mess with these guys. Winds yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Which brings, I, I want to like to make a point. If there were, if ghosts were real, okay, now here's the, here's my question to people who do believe in ghosts. Does everyone become a ghost? Or is it just tra- like trapped in between? Are, in that's between. what I feel like because there would be a lot more of them. Probably see, if everyone and this is a being yeah, a ghost, you're right. like, it's so cramped. There's so many ghosts. We are but so I still think together. I still think even if you were to take like 005 percent of all human population and say all of those people in all of history were fucked up, it's still too shoulder to shoulder in ghosts. Think world. about how many ghosts we'd be think, lousy think with. Think ghosts. if you were a ghost that had to live at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> That's such would, just ghosts the Titanic out there. Like, Come on, man. No one to, comes here. When you when you start talking about this kind of stuff, there's so many different things. If you're sure. going to allow that, you might as well say, well, it's some it's a thing that happened. Like if this dude got his head blown off right. by a shotgun, it's it's not necessarily his spirit there. It's that imagery that happened. Just that horrible thing. The immense that pain floats there in the universe. Now kind that's of thing. something I yeah. can get on. I can get yeah. in, in on board with the idea of a ripple or a wave. Yeah, of... that these aren't anything that can touch you. This is just what happened. You know, right. The guy was standing in that doorway when his head got blasted. Right. And so you Polly feel sees that. that image. Yeah. You know? She's a, like sensitive to that stuff. Which, I mean, is also one of those things that if that's possible, then yes, the sensitivity would also come along. So theoretically, yeah. And I, I do like that when you think about that, like that it's not just like ghosts are wispy, you know, fucking right. sheet-looking things. Because like, you're still alive. Right, and jingling <laughs> chains and all that shit. But yeah, like the notion of, like you say, like a ripple of energy or emotion. That I mean, emotion affects plant growth, you know, and this yeah. kinds of stuff. So why wouldn't it, you know, affect the molecules around what it happened, you know? But, what What about the idea, did either, did either of you watch the show Fringe? Some, yeah. yeah. I watched the first season. Well, on one episode, they kind of try to scientifically explain ghosts. By this woman who is seeing her dead husband in their apartment. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and it's really one. just like a it's thin like layer between the multiverse. Yeah. And in our multiverse, he died. But in hers, or in the other one, she had died. So he's seeing a ghost of her. Right. And she's seeing a ghost of him. But they're really just... Like a that, tear between worlds. Or just thin. Yeah. It's almost it's paper thin. thin. Yeah. You know? yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I don't believe in ghosts still, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you know Bigfoot may come from another dimension. Yeah, and he walks sure about that. It's thin in places in the woods, and he comes through and he goes back. Or right, something. Yeah. sure. I mean, that's it, it, and that's another thing. Like, if there are these tears, then that where any other kind of crypto creature could possibly come in and out yeah. of. You know, all this kinds like of stuff could just be right. You know, or Jersey Devil. You <laughs> Jersey know, or any Devil. of this stuff could be using these. Uh, you know, if they're otherworldly in some way, anyway, why wouldn't it be possible that they could figure that out? You know, but the, the truth is, we're 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 discovering new species all the time. Oh yeah, oh, there's definitely. all sorts of life out there that we don't we don't know a fuck of what's going on in the ocean. No God, it's like that's another we can planet. Get, we can get stuff 
to Mars. There is a go kart on Mars with a camera on it driving around right, right now. You right. don't know so what's lovely. at the bottom of the yeah. Mariana Trench. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have no idea what's going on at the bottom oh, of the, the Mariana there Trench. Is a, there is a sound that you can look, download on the internet that is that they recorded, and they know that it is not a natural sound, or that it's not a. Yeah, earth made sound. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're so sure that this is a living creature. The tone, yeah. But it doesn't match any of the whales sounds that they've recorded. Yeah. In the and it is so loud and so immense that if it were out of the ocean, everyone would hear it. Right. And it, they said, this is the scariest thing. Yeah, I've read crazy <laughs> articles on Reddit went, about that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I went down I've a, gone, a hold on yeah. Reddit, and there's like, there's more than one yeah. of the unknown sound yeah. come, that's come out of the ocean. But it's that a, one big, the, the tone, the, the, the <laughs> one that's actually a part of, tone. Isn't a part of both you guys that wants to be here when the fucking beast rises? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to miss that. Just so I can say, I told you so. I'm unbelievers. Uh, I knew Pat Cthulhu Oswald was there has the a whole great time. Bit about, uh, don't you? Doesn't a part of you want to die in the apocalypse? <laughs> right. You'll be in the VIP section of heaven at the end of it. Just like, oh, what happened to you? Oh, you lost it on some ice and wound up in the river. I died in the apocalypse. <laughs> there were flaming skulls and shit and zombies and zombies. Well, that's like the thing, you know, when you talk about, do you know, does someone believe in ghosts? Like, I don't necessarily, but I would love to run into one. I would love to have that experience where I could go, my fucking mind was blown by otherworldly things, that's how I and I can't people, figure it out. Uh, like, that's such are... a cool idea, you know? I think everybody's not, you know, sensitive to it. You know, you and I heard noises in that house when we were there alone at right. times, you, but we both compared these years ago. <laughs> we heard footsteps, and we heard the bells jing, and we were the only ones there. We both heard them. Right. <laughs> Your mother swears that she sees she's straight up seen stuff yeah meanwhile i used to camp out on top of a literal indian burial ground (laughs) never saw ghosts in my life not a one no i I don't i I, but like you said i I would 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 like to go go to the the... devil's tramping ground where things disappear when people sleep over yeah (laughs) north carolina i would go because i would always like to have my worldview challenged i always like to experience i don't want to i don't want to think what i'm thinking i want to think the right thing (laughs) i would like to be proven wrong and be like i'm wrong there's fucking ghosts and they're (laughs) crazy it's scary as shit there's something i mean there's got to be something out there because so many people see it i guess could like millions of people be liars? I guess or crazy. I, I mean, or you know, but I don't many, know. Like how many albums I mean, of Nickelback of, sold? Millions of people are so, yeah. stupid. But. Yeah, but that's. I mean, and that's the thing too is that Have you humans. Seen the polls this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We're so limited in our fucking. Not even just like conscious. Uh, thought process but definitely our subconscious and to talk about like like we could say that we know something or other exists but we can't touch feel or see electromagnetism but that shit affects so yeah. much stuff everywhere yeah. you know or even like the the non-visible light spectrum and stuff so who's to say that there's not something just past our touch spectrum or sure. smell spectrum or whatever the hell or even just physical existence spectrum you know that so could in, very easily be in possible. the spirit of the idea of it being waves or energy let's I'm gonna wipe that away and go back to being ghosts, like like classic <laughs> like idea straight of ghosts. Up boo ghosts. Do you think that ghosts know about a that they're ghosts? B. Do you think that they can interact with other ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> Like a ghost social club, right? Or just like, uh, you know. like two people got murdered in the same hotel. It's just like, want to go here, to the bar? We're here all the time together. Yeah, let's go haunt this bathroom real the, quick. The immortal Bo Derek in one of her final film performances before she started making movies again, of course. But in the early '80s, she made one called "Ghosts Do It." <laughs> Never seen the actual film myself. I have to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> I watch a lot. I, I feel like I have homework for tomorrow. I watch a now. lot of bad movies, but I have never checked this one out. And I think uh, Tony. What is it? Anthony. What's it guy? Anthony Quinn, I believe, is in it. Really? You have to look it up. Ghosts do it. Okay. <laughs> Checking this out. You can probably find a preview or something <laughs> on there. I'm sure. Well, what about this? If you were a ghost, if you were like a little smart-ass ghost, like a real wily ghost what what about could you could what i'm wanting to talk about is ghost farts yeah. <laughs> you, smell, you smell something unusual like, you're the only one there and yeah, although you I, didn't do it donald, yeah. donald trump is in this movie it is it's, it's actually called ghosts don't do it don't do it from 1990 starring bo Derek and anthony quinn okay there you go it got one star <laughs> let me remind all of our listeners too this election season um, only one candidate can claim to be, have been in Home Alone 2. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Make can, Donald Trump again. 
<laughs> he was scrounging for money at that time. He had he was bankrupt. Yeah, definitely. And all of a sudden, he became a billionaire. It's like, <laughs> yeah, who did he do to get that? Money? Yeah, right. <laughs> what did he do? Excuse me. <laughs> have you ever seen the breakdowns to where like the money, the seed money that his father gave him, if he just would have invested that like in this like very active mutual funds he would be way more well off right now if he right. wouldn't have like done the dumb shit that he did just bought giant a... dick towers with his name strapped on the side it's like all this dude and has there's, done. A lot, there's a whole bunch of big cross section of America that thinks that he should be in charge that's but we're terrifying. not going to get political on yeah, this yeah so. this no, is not a serious not really... podcast here that's not what we do here no. we what we talk about them. is people with superpowers <laughs> yeah. <mostly. laughs> yes. um, which I don't see I don't, and Trump I guess doesn't have any superpowers sex. Uh, ghost farts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what I want to talk about. But yeah, if you were a ghost and like you were just like I'm the ghost, <laughs> and you're the guy living here, and one day you're just like sitting around reading a book, I just go over and fart near you. So you would just be like, who keeps farting? Like it's like this gotta be. Well, you know, phantom know smells uh, is something that is supposed to come along with ghost sightings. Well, is uh, odd smells within the house. Huh? Yep. Ghost fart, ghost farts. Yep. I like that theory. <laughs> Next week on the Ghost Farts podcast, <laughs> we need to start doing a thing where, like, while the episodes go, we're like, we're doing talking, like, anyway, guys, we'll be back after these messages. And then it goes <laughs> like, like some, some, some fake commercial, booping, blah, blah, the fucking Ghost Farts Emporium. So, jars full of them. How much do you think a jar Ghost Fart would go for on eBay? Oh, man. That's, I'll put uh, one up on there tonight. It'd be like wine. You'd have to have certain years. Yeah, exactly. Vintage. Uh, this have one came story. from the Overlook Hotel, like, 1978. Yes, let me tell you what happened in this house. <laughs> A family was murdered. <laughs> and one of them farted in my general direction today. And I just luckily had an open, empty, cleaned out mayonnaise container. <laughs> this is quality ghost farts, guys. <laughs> Boy, this someone would pay for it. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> there were people on eBay selling bags of air from the Pacquiao uh, yeah. uh, Mayweather, Mayweather fight. fight. Yeah, ringside for like air in Ziploc bags. Yeah, oh yeah, and people and were they buying sold more them. than one of them. Yep. Well, women used to buy Elvis's sweat. You know. Yeah, whatever. yeah, that's true. Shoo. And a few men. <laughs> 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 that, I mean, that is like, yeah, people, I don't know, the right person's out there to buy anything, I guess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've gotten excited over some silly shit, but I don't know about bagged air. Yeah, kind bagged of, air. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If you put a really good label on that ghost fart jar, I might buy it. Right. Good label goes a long way. If it looks way. really fucking cool. Yeah, you know, good label goes a long way. So let's run down some uh, some some news, Ooh. some movie news. I'm still out of the loop this week too. Um, I'll start down here towards the bottom, and we'll move up towards the uh, towards the top. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, has put the kibosh on Iron Man Four. Yeah, he's saying he'll probably he's going to stay in the Marvel universe and show up. But uh, no he kind of considers Civil War as Iron Man Four, even though it's a Captain America movie. I bet he does. Yeah. Well, they are really well, sharing he a lot is of a screen time. Son of a bitch, <laughs> just like Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, right. It's also my movie, and just like Steve Rogers, Chris <laughs> Evans is like, oh, of course, someone else can sure, be the lead yeah. in my movie. Absolutely. Do you do you want a subtitle as well? Yeah. And should it be Captain America: Colon Iron Man: Colon Civil War? <laughs> Cap V Man: Civil War. Yeah. Uh, Tank Girl showed up on Gotham. Yeah. What? As a new like disciple of the Joker. Okay. Interesting. Makeup and everything. That's cool. Yeah, Lori Petty. Just so you guys, if anyone's keeping up on Lori Petty's uh, work, <laughs> she's on TV still. Apparently. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. She's on um, Orange is the New Black. She's one oh, of that's the right. Oh. She was on the last season of it, yeah. Okay. And she's a fucking psychopath in a cool she's, way. Yeah. She's, she's really good. She was good as I Tank like her. Girl. I thought she was great really as Tank Girl. That's a fun Girl. movie. That's Tank a fun a movie. I love that play. Tank Girl is everything that the Super Mario Brothers movie was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put that on the fucking Tank Girl DVD. <laughs> America just was not ready for Ice-T as a Tank Girl. Yeah. I think they that were. was the problem. They really they weren't. I was. I was ready for it. Anytime, anytime you make an animal-human thing, it's yeah. always cool. I mean, like the Dr. Moreau stuff. Oh, yeah. The best I was them, in you know? high school oh, so working at the movie theater when Island of Dr. Moreau came out. I have seen the Island of Dr. Moreau in theaters more than the director has seen it. <laughs> I've seen the Island of Dr. Moreau You're 20 about the, the times. The Brando version. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh. Well, I liked the, the one from my time when I was younger was the Burt Lancaster. Michael yes. Oh, right, yeah. right. That's a really good one, too. 
I'd say it's probably the better one. <laughs> the Marlon Brando no, one is just a circus. Are, well, the animals are great. Oh, great yeah. But, I mean, that's why it's fun. The, the It's a crazy concept but in and of some, itself. I feel you know? like there's times, and I've only seen it 25 times in theaters, so maybe <laughs> I don't know. But there's times when I'm just, like, watching it, and I'm waiting for them to be like, bah, 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 and all, all the animals start dancing together. I'm like, hold on a second. It, it have you seen the documentary about that director? Yes. Oh, so, I haven't I seen it yet. It. It's awesome. Yeah, it's okay. really good. I was reading an article about it. There's also a really good documentary about the guy that made Boondock Saints, okay, and oh, about yeah, how he yeah. fucking lost his mind, really, just, just ego oh, to the moon. You know, okay. I'm, the, I'm the new Scorsese. We're the new like he was. Holy shit! Oh, yeah. Fuck the Tarantino! Was great. Wow, great I gotta check that out. That's um, a great movie too. I love Boondock oh, yeah. Saints. First one, second yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Willem Dafoe really makes that first movie for me. He's yeah. so good in that. Oh, he's so good. <sighs> Defoe that, is just awesome. He's incredible. Yeah, I always like Willem Defoe. Uh, I think Billy Connolly makes that movie for yeah, me. Yeah, he's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Connolly makes everything. Yeah, better. right. <laughs> Norman Reedus. Yeah, he's awesome. Before in it. he was yeah. America's Before sweetheart. Before everybody knew yeah. about him, really. Yeah. You know, the more I think about it, you know, fucking uh, Willem Defoe would have been a good Joker. Yes. He yeah, would've. he would have. Because I'm sitting here looking at the picture of. That's him. Oh, yeah, Killing totally joke. from the Killing and Joke. Like, yeah. Fuck, what are we doing making him the goddamn Green Goblin? Yeah, exactly. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people were pushing for him, too. He was one of the ones that, that when Jack got it. You know, oh, right. Okay. Uh, somebody else had it before Jack did. And then Jack, because Jack turned it down. And I was just reading this recently, and I thought, well, goddamn, he would have been better. Huh. I can't remember who it is, though. There's It's one, one, one of these pages like this on all the different people who, who were up for this. Right. You know? Um, I think Tim Curry was up for it. Yeah, oh, he would have been, been incredible. <laughs> yeah. And Jack was good, but Jack, he was a little too old and like me. You know, he looked like 56 years old, man. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. And I don't know. It's an interesting movie anyway. Like, it's a weird take on Batman. It's fun. It's cool. Yeah, Michael Keaton's a great Batman. Yeah, he's a definite. I like him a lot as Batman. Brad Dorif. Really? Was originally the Joker, not Jack Nicholson. Okay. Yeah, huh. He could have been good, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, most yeah, definitely. that would have been really good. Worm tongue. He's a creepy feller. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And Chucky. Yeah, and Chucky. Chucky. Yeah. yeah. Don't <laughs> fuck with the Chuck. <laughs> He's got a really good laugh. You know, yeah. Stuff. Um, but Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy are confirmed for, for Killing, Killing Joke, Joke Animated. Yeah. They went ahead and it's official. Didn't you say it was going to be like a, a mature? Like it's going to be an R rated Yeah, they're not, they're not skimping on it. That's It'll awesome. It'll be rated R. Yeah, they awesome. said. Yeah, but they're having to add more story to it because the, there's not enough story in the comic to right. make it an hour long or two yeah. hour long. I can see that it is kind of like a shorter little little story, but but I trust Paul Dini. Oh yeah, explicit implicitly. Implicit. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and I love God, I love Killing Joke anyway so much. And to hear Hamill be Joker again. Yeah, he's my favorite Joker. Probably, I don't care. He's my favorite Joker. They've got probably a new some... guy that does it. Just sounds just like him. Oh, really? Some of the new the new Joker stuff. Okay, doing. that He's last Arkham guy. game is not. Hamill. No, yeah, no. It's the new guy. Um, I really liked when uh, John DiMaggio played him in that Red Hood cartoon. I could always do it. Yeah, if anyone does. Yeah, it. <laughs> it'd be fun. Ooh, Harley! <laughs> Come on, bats! <laughs> um. <laughs> It's official. Well, Ian's got to laugh. He could do the yeah. two of you. Yeah, yeah. Up. <laughs> um, and then he got to go. He gets like this when he talks like this. When he gets real serious. Um, Spielberg and Ford bringing Indy Five Indy to okay. theaters in 2019. Indy on a crutch and Walker. Yeah, right. Which is a disappointment to a lot of people. Who, I mean, the big rumor going around was that they were going to start it over again with Chris. With a little Pratt. young, yeah, yeah young Chris Indy, Pratt. yeah, which. If it's not going to be Harrison Ford, Chris Pratt would be fucking outstanding. I think he'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. He's how, got the attitude. How much is he just playing Star-Lord uh, Star Lord in a, yeah in the desert? Yeah, that's true. But uh, how much fun is that anyway? I mean, that's what I'll he starts it. with Star-Lord basically is anyway. I mean, that's, yeah, fucking A. I'll watch it. I'll watch it too. I'll go. What <laughs> I ain't you, mad what at you, that What at do all. you think about... Uh, about them doing another Indiana Jones though, oh, I'm I love it. I'm cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought that the end of, of four was a little lame, but I, I think it. that the action scenes were fun, and I think yeah. that Shia LaBeouf was actually not terrible as his. Son. I read a really great fucking uh, theory about Indiana Jones four. Yeah. The nuking of the fridge and how he's fine from it. That's, that's the other phrase I was saying. I told you oh, my time was jumping jump in the shark. shark. Now it's nuking the fridge. The fridge. But that's not as hard to believe as dropping out of that airplane in the, in the raft and oh yeah, down yeah for real. That is insane. Yeah. But the, the theory being that in uh, in the Last Crusade that he drinks from the the. Uh, 
chalice of Christ so right. that he is he's invulnerable. He's invulnerable. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's cool. That totally that makes a lot awesome. of stuff that makes sense, really. Then he shouldn't be getting older. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They did their best in four to make him look as young yeah. as possible. I he didn't look like, bad in Star Wars at all. He well, does not look like Indiana Jones, though. Like no, that's true, yeah. He, well, he doesn't look like the first four. The yeah, no, definitely most have definitely. to explain <laughs> yeah. that he's older. Because he looks like Sean Connery in Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does. He does. Do you know that Mark Hamill is the same age that Alex Guinness was when he played... Uh, uh, Obi-Wan? Yeah, yeah when, I remember reading filming, about that. While filming The Force Awakens, Mark Hamill was the same age as Guinness when he filmed... That's crazy. AMC renews Better Call Saul for a third season. Yay! I love that show. I do too. It's so good. Are you a Breaking Bad guy, Steve? Yes, I do watch. I watch Breaking Bad, and I'm just started watching the Saul on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah, yeah. It's I'm in the second it's season great. right now. It's 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 a different show. It is, but it's great. I don't. I, I like, like it the, I like the flashbacks when he's young. And yeah. He's yeah. Uh, Slipping Jimmy. Slipping yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. I, that's one of the things that I keep well, saying. That's where is, he gives uh, his name away. The Salt. Oh, yeah. It's all good. It's all good, man. And I love how they make Bob not look super bald. They yeah. do really good on giving yeah. him hair. They do. <laughs> it's like one of the well, things I, I love. I laughed so hard at the Saul Good thing. Yeah. I, I missed two or three the next the several lines. had to rewind it. Yeah, go back. I never thought of it until while I was watching Breaking Bad, I was talking to Kyle one day, and he said, and he, and I was like, man, I'm sorry I didn't make it over your house last night. Everything got too crazy. And he said, it's all good, man. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's his name. It's all good, man. He's like, yeah, you didn't figure that out. I was like, no, I, just, no, I, I was watching too, yeah. the, the guy. I was watching the teacher sell meth. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Oh, so good. Michael Mann is going to launch his own line of novels. Okay. Starting with a prequel to Heat. Okay. I ain't mad about that. The guy doesn't want to make movies anymore, but he has stories to tell. I guess. I mean, it's that's a it's a lot of work making movies. Yeah, you know for sure. That's, that's pretty cool. Deal with the fat rock down there. Uh, I <laughs> I think this is a trailer for Central Intelligence, a new movie with the Rock. Pro, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> And he looks yeah. like he's got like. Oh, and of course, it's got Kevin Hart in it too. <laughs> oh, it's one of those. <laughs> um, the Rock is bringing uh, a film version of Baywatch to the screen. Oh, yeah. oh. that's being made right now. Good. Um, <laughs> How's the Hoff feel about it? <laughs> he's not been invited to be a part of it, from what I've heard so far. And... His role is being played by The Rock, <laughs> so he doesn't need to clock in. He's all right. You're, you're good, buddy. Don't hit the clock. It's okay. You don't need to clock in. We've got a, Thank we've you, got a guy. Yeah. Do you have a wall to break down? Oh, that okay. uh, His daughter from San Andreas, and she's in that uh, Alexandria D'Addario or whatever. Oh, right she's in uh, True Detective Season 1 also. Yeah, Lee yeah, yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in it. Okay. And that's the only people I know. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So I guess that needs to be made. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not, right? Um, it was popular. People, so people really liked it. They're rebooting The Crow, a film made in your hometown. Yeah. Um, I knew, or, I heard where they that. killed Brandon Lee. Yeah. 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 I lived a block away from the studio yeah. at the time that they killed him. I found, heard about it the very next day. You know? Wow. So crazy. Brandon wow, that's Lee. crazy. Yeah, right up the road. Um, and Ninja Turtles on a lighter note was filmed there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the director has dropped out. Oh, really? Oh, the reboot of The Crow, yeah. But, yeah, I said earlier, you know, I worked for the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. I worked on Cat's Eye. Oh, nice. <laughs> <Literally>. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You know the scene where the old, they make the old man walk around the edge of the building? Yeah. Kind of thing? I was down there below him trying to, I was ready to catch him. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> That's awesome. I got you. <laughs> it was like a Kenneth McMillan. That was a Kenneth McMillan. He also played you know, Baron Harkonnen in the Dune movie. Oh, oh, nice. Right. Kyle, was, it, was that Screen Kyle Gems? McLachlan. Screen Gems, yeah. yeah. Well, it was Carol Co. then. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, I think it was Carol Co. Then. Or Dino. Dino owned it first. It was De, De Laurentiis Studios, and then Carol Co. Oh. bought it. Interesting. Okay. So I'm not sure exactly you know how that went, but Dino built it. I okay. met Dino. I got to meet Dino. Oh wow! They took us all over there, and I worked in the like the special effects guy with them, and I was. It was so boring. It was there was nothing yeah. like you would imagine. It was right. like sitting around sanding things. You know? <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> so, that was awful. I thought it was gonna make puppets. Yeah. <laughs> right. so can we get some latex yeah. in here? And make some monster masks. Yeah, right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I want to wow. do something like Rob Bottin is doing over there at the other studio, making those monsters. Right? We need you to make a bench. Yeah. Yeah. Screen Gems Television made a ton of shit. Yeah, yeah. including the monkeys. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> the monkeys. Bewitched? Johnny oh, Quest? That was, that was, that yeah, was that would have been us. with us. Yeah, yeah. They, they built yeah. that like in 79, 80. We have had a lot of shows. And we had Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. They renamed the road One Tree Hill oh, Lane. That, God. Little, that little dead end right, right. beside the studio is One Tree Hill Lane. <laughs> Those motherfuckers used to keep me from going to work on the weekend when I lived downtown. I'd come around the corner and they'd be like, sorry, we're filming. Like, I have to take eight block detour just to go to work. the old guy that was on that? He was in, uh, what was he in? He was in, I can't remember. He was on that Alaska TV show, Northern Exposure. Northern Exposure, yeah. Maurice Minifield. I love that show. Great soundtrack. He lived in in Wilmington for the the years they were doing that, and we used to go out to the clubs downtown and see him. Run into him, yeah. That's awesome. Never seen an episode Uh, of One Tree The guy that played... Commissioner Gordon in the in the Michael Keaton movie. Oh right, yeah, yeah. He, he lived there too, and we oh, saw cool. him down drinking at the bar, and he talked to us. Hey, right, <laughs> he's all drunk and stuff, you know. And I always died. like to talk about how, uh, uh, you know, um, Harold Ramis had a place there. He used yeah. to live in Wilmington for a while. I ran into him when I was a kid at the grocery store. He was mm-hmm. at Food Lion. No, it was the. Uh, back when we had Hannaford's down in Monkey Junction, I ran into him down there. Talk, it sounds like you guys are from fucking Australia. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we had a Hannaford's down over Monkey Junction. You remember that? Oh, Hell Ramos used to have a place up there, and I've got an Irish, <laughs> Irish accent. From Australia. Fuck. Oh, there's oh. a lot of cool stuff there. Man. Yeah, They're it's right an interesting coast, town. You know, you know? So. I've heard nothing but interesting Bruce Willis things. owns a place down there. Yeah, that's, Stevie yeah. Ray Vaughan used to. Yeah. Done. That's enough. John Tell Travolta. Me you mean this Bruce Willis? <laughs> that turns him. around squinting in every him. movie he's in. Yeah. Totally. Love him. Um, last piece of information we talked about a little bit ago, though. Um, screenwriter Jason Fuchs, or Fuchs. Yeah. Fuchs. Uh, the, the screenwriter of Wonder Woman is going to pin the Lobo movie. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Which just. That, I that's just cool. Take the information of that is that there's a Lobo There's going to be Lobo happening, happen. yeah. yeah. Well, that's where I got the Danny Trejo. They were actually oh, yeah. thinking about getting Danny for it. It's he would be amazing. I, I think he would be really great. Good. But the dude's like 78 That's true. Yeah. But he's still, he's still doing shit like shape, Machete sure. and whatnot. Like, you know who would be a really shape. great Lobo? Who? Rob Zombie. Yeah, Rob Zombie would be a pretty... He's not big, no, but... No, he's actually really, really small. Oh, really? He's yeah. really small, too? They need to put The Rock in there, man. Yeah, The Rock would the be Rock cool. Yeah, right. Just like... <laughs> he's already cast as Black Adam. Black oh, that's Adam. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain... Well, Shazam. You know, really, yeah. I hate to Shazam's say it, fucking... I have been saying it since when they first said Momoa had signed up to do anything. I said he should have been Lobo. Oh, I, yeah. I know yes, that they're making yes, him Aquaman, yes. but he should have been Lobo. He I think he looks just like him. He's a monster of a human, too. Mm. That dude is massive. Who would be a good Lobo? Momoa, we just said. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's available. Yeah. Available. Yeah. <laughs> so, woof. Heath Ledger, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> CGI. CGI. <laughs> CGI him in there. Let's get let's get the Tupac hologram in there. Yeah. Uh, that Tupac hologram <laughs> has got no work since that concert to play at. It just sits He's in a suffering. warehouse somewhere. And it's on. I like the idea that it's plugged in. Coachella, on. he's <laughs> just saying that in a warehouse empty. <laughs> they don't want to kill him again. Oh man. Uh, uh what we just saw today on the new he had the skull painted on it so Danzig oh Danzig Danzig, Danzig would be cool <laughs> yeah. yeah he's yeah. a beastie little dude yeah. too he's, he's always worked out there too, though. Yeah. he's like 60 Mike Vallely he rocks the hair now yeah. he's always been a big Mike guy Mike Vallely yeah. <laughs> he can't act though if you've no. seen him on the CKY stuff he can't <laughs> act his way ter- out of a paper he's bag terrible well, he can punch people though so who do you guys think should play Lobo Interact with us. <laughs> tell, tell us. We would love it if you did. Yeah. Actually, I did just get a message. I haven't read what it says, but Stabface has made a comment, so somebody's talking to us. Well, thank you, Stabface. <laughs> uh, and if you make a comment on our pe- website or website on our Facebook page, you can be a guest on the podcast. Because <laughs> it's shit. so rare. We would love people to talk, just to interact with us on Facebook so much <laughs> that if you mention this on the on our page, Facebook page, we'll try to work it out to have you come on the podcast. We, we will figure something out. Yeah. So, are we live right now? Though? No, no. But, no. you know, we like to talk, we, we still we talk, talk to the people. I thought you like, recorded it and then... Yeah, we're going to put it on later. Yeah. He knows you're doing it? Um, he. It just happened to be we were talking about him. He likes us a lot. Oh. So, you know, we talk to him a daily anyway. Okay. But he, he's not... He hadn't heard you No, he's not listening to this right. currently, no. <laughs> no. But we've been talking him up all week, so... Okay. Yeah. It's going to be a fun interview. Um, so, uh, one piece of information I thought you would find interesting. Let me pull it up here. There is a... An album coming out. Um, let me see here. 
Oh, also, Sony has created ears-free headphones, this thing that you wear around your neck, and you hear the music in your ears. What? I don't know how it works either, but it sounds interesting. Huh. David Gilmore to return to Pompeii 45 years after Pink Floyd's legendary concert film, except for this time that we'll be in front of a crowd. Huh. Um, cool. But there's a super group or like a uh, uh, an album coming out that is Mumford & Sons, The National... And Kanye West. Hmm. Yeah, here we go. Metamorphosis. And it is it is in support of the global citizen thing, so it's like a, a charity thing. To but if you could Kanye, right? I guess. Like, or something. But if you <laughs> could take two if you could take two acts that are on the opposite side of the spectrum from one another, Mumford and Sons and, and Kanye, Kanye West. West Kanye West well, I will say I found the link. Kanye West has a song called New Slaves, and the guys from Mumford & Sons dress like slave owners <laughs> <laughs> from a plantation. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> that is interesting, though. I'm kind of curious to see what goes on. I mean, Kanye yeah. plays with different music anyway, you know. And well, He needs to team up with Beck after all that shit. That'd be hilarious yeah, that if he did a whole album with Beck. Um, It'd probably be the one of the best albums ever, too, really. Your your buddies, uh, hometown boys, the Abbott Brothers, have a new album coming out. Ooh, exciting. But uh, one thing that came out this week that's very interesting is that uh, Abrams once met with Spielberg about a Roger Rabbit sequel that never happened. Whoa. They're talking about doing it again. Really? They're talking right now about doing another yeah. Roger Rabbit. Okay. They better get Abrams to do it. Yeah, that would be the cool dude as shit. wants to do it really bad. Yeah. He has a really good idea. And he obviously says, he puts a lot of passion and shit he cares about after yeah. seeing Star Wars and you know what he did with Star Trek. And like he cares about things. He puts time into them. That's cool. I'd like to has see Has J.J. Abrams run out of original ideas? <laughs> I'm fine with it because he's... Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Steve's feelings are on Abrams' Star Treks. I know a lot of Star Trek like fans. Okay, good, like yeah, them. good, good, because I love them. Well, yeah, I think they're fun. A lot of Star Trek fans do it's get all like, like up and yeah. about them, but well, you know, you got to figure it's the same kind of thing they're doing with DC. We've got the universe of the movies, and we've got the universe of the TV, and mm -hmm. that way we can have a Superman on the Flash. That's what they've been hinting at that he's and he's been. You've seen a little bit of him in Supergirl, which I haven't watched it, but he right. supposedly has shown up. In a bat, his back shot or something, mm. and it's an alternate reality version, so it could be anybody. They could put right. Welling back in there to do it. You yeah. Know, Tom, Tom oh yeah. Smallville. yeah. And they've hinted that he might be interested in doing. It. He said, "Yeah, I'd probably do it. I haven't been beaten right. down any movies." <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he works at Pizza Hut. Now. He's <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Please, please, please." Yeah, but uh, you know that kind of thing with 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 the alternate reality stuff they're doing with Legends of Tomorrow and the stuff they're doing on the Flash. They can, have they can do whatever do they want. They yeah, and that's how comics have always been. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's how many different Earths are there? Right, you know what I mean? right. Like, and stuff like that. Tons like, of them. Yeah, which I think so. I think it's cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And I think it's really cool that uh, both the flashes are both very supportive of the other one. Like the, well, that's the, yeah. they have two different flashes. Yeah, you know, yeah. They have a flash in the movies, flash in the TV mm -hmm. show. So. And a lot of people, why isn't the guy from the movie, the TV show, going to be in the movies? And it's, just like, it's just like a different kind of thing. It's a different yeah. thing. Because once he does that, then this is all one thing. Right. Then we have to figure out how to well, run yeah, all the Put all that all stuff the... in. Yeah. Adam West had a movie and a TV show. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and like I think that it's cool because that means that if, say, people don't like the new Flash... It's not going to kill the old Flash. Yeah, right. And Flash being okay in movies isn't going to mean that we're going to stop. Like, it's not going to put too much energy in one or the other. They also you don't know. have the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. it. Yeah. Where they have to tie, tie the show everything constantly in. into the movies. Yeah. Which has got to be hard for it Marvel It makes to Agents do. of S.H.I.E.L.D. pretty convoluted sometimes, yeah. to be totally honest. Especially if you're somebody who, like, jumps in and out or, like... If you don't get to watch all the movies, then the show makes no sense whatsoever. Because it's super current, like, which I, I think is kind of cool. But I don't watch Agents of Shield anymore. But yeah. I watched it religiously for like the first season and a half. Yeah, that first and season's great. Thor: The Dark World came out. If you, you didn't go see, the week that Thor the Dark World came out, if you didn't go that weekend to see Thor the Dark World, you'd be lost in that episode. And of the Agents same with uh, Civil War. I mean, uh, when Captain America Two came out, yeah. Winter Soldier, there was that huge ripple in, in its stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, immediately, I as soon as as soon as Cap uh, Winter Soldier comes out. The next week, Shield is no more. And Agents yeah. of Shield, they 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 are dealing with Hydra Having being do, inside of them and yeah. stuff. But uh. And, and I've read a lot of stuff saying that don't expect the Netflix and uh, movie stuff to overlap yeah. anytime soon. It's just too much to deal Well, and with. I know that the, the dudes who are producers for both ends have had that little kerfuffle as of recently, so well, that kind of makes one sense, of the, too. One but... of those guys, the guy who does the Netflix stuff is just like, it's not even just that. He's like, it's it's just so it's hard, just hard to 
Because if we do something and then Charlie Cox shows up in Civil War, then that has to take you know like how does that affect what's the what's next he doing of our in, show yeah now, what's you know? he doing like, in hell's kitchen at the time he's yeah. doing this yeah that that does make sense well now really he has hard. to talk about oh well, yeah i'm involved with the avengers well that's the thing like <laughs> you know, yeah like, and i mean since they're trying to build the defenders stuff anyway like they could easily just be the defenders and let the avengers do their own thing yeah. these are like the guys who look after new york you know i think that's pretty cool actually yeah i think i could work out what would be your guys dream movie from comics that hasn't been done yet i always say transmetropolitan I really would like to see that happen. I like to see it more of a series, though, because there's a lot of subplots. HBO. Yeah, I think HBO should have it. Well, they've been talking and, about uh, it for a while. Warren so. Ellis has always said he wanted to write on it, which is right off the bat perfect for me. Yeah. But uh, that's one that I don't know. It's it's a really obscure series. But I didn't think Preacher would happen either. Mm. You know, So that's fucking cool. That'd be great. If that's popular, it would probably open the door more for some of those more more of those especially yeah and those obscure uk guys that i love so much finally get a why the last man that would be awesome i'd like to (laughs) see that too because there's a last man tv show yeah you know that uh shia labeouf was trying he had the he bought the rights to why the last man for a while yeah i'd heard about that i think he lost him now i don't think he kept it going but he wanted to play why yeah it would be good though but my favorite would always be commanding the last boy on earth that would be cool yeah Jack Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> Bring that up again. How about you, man? Um, I'd like to see him do Invincible. Oh, yeah, that, I think that, that would be, be cool. Good. And I, I've always wanted to see the uh, early the McFarlane Spider-Man story of Wendigo. Yeah, with yeah. him and and uh, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, and some good shit. That's super dark too. But... McFarlane's writing a new Spawn. Yeah, which I think is cool. Like he's really, I think he's, I think he's finished a new Spawn. it. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's think complete. It's... Mm-hmm. Um. He's too lazy to draw anymore. He yeah, right yeah, now. exactly. Well, I tell you what, I'm really upset about is that we won't get whatever Joseph Gordon-Levitt's version of Sandman may or may not be. Yeah, I mean, it might still be cool, but this dude was so on board for this thing, and to drop out the way that he did because of whatever it new line sucks is to changing. See that happen. It's really, it makes me really afraid of what new line is trying Baron to do. Sasha Baron Cohen with the uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, song. that would have been a great that was movie. His baby. Yeah. He, he yeah. like fought for years to get that made with like Brian May and the yeah. Disney yeah, Queen. But he had a falling out with Brian May. Yeah, and the yeah. Queen. yeah. <laughs> they wanted they wanted to be a bigger part of that. Movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it happens. They, wanted, they but... wanted to tell their story as well. They were right. the first half to be Freddie and the second half to be how well they've done so. <laughs> without Freddie. With, with all the great albums they've had since. Yeah. They were co-roting it alongside the rest of the guys from The Doors who uh, <laughs> <laughs> were making a movie about after he left. Well, maybe if the two guys, the two groups of guys got together, yeah, they'd right. a really cool album. Other, other voices. Just admit <laughs> the fact that the reason why you guys got so enormous is because you were fronted by this fucking genius. <laughs> Okay. Right, right. He was a fucking falling star of genius, and you guys jumped on him for a while. And Brian May, you're a great guitarist. Don't get me wrong, you're a phenomenal yeah, right. fucking guitarist. But you could fucking play that guitar all day long if you didn't have Freddie Mercury singing those songs. Nobody was going to show up. Right. Oh man. Just admit it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, gang. Sorry, Ray. You're a great organist, but Jim <laughs> right. Morrison Jim is the is reason why everyone was coming. Happen, yeah. There's no bass player in that band, man. Yeah, they didn't need one. Nope. They had a fucking shaman up there. They didn't need a <laughs> yeah, bass exactly. <laughs> They just need someone to just play this over and over again. <laughs> so you can just the killer awoke before dawn. Oh, you oh the a, doors. Have you ever heard of Hayseed Dixie? The name sounds familiar. Know. They do they do like uh, bluegrass versions of popular songs. Okay, have, I've seen them do Thunderstruck by ACDC, I think. Uh, yeah, nice. They've yes. done, uh, what is the big Queen song from Wayne's World? Bohemian Rhapsody. I should know this. You know? <laughs> it just, I'm drawing blanks. But they have, it's a, there's a, a YouTube video. It's hilarious. Nice. And they do it just like the video the Queen did. They've got their four heads with the <laughs> black background and just these four glowing heads. You know? That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. I love and stuff like that. It's all banjo playing and stuff. Right? <laughs> That's so great. Oh, man. I I love Jeff Buckley. I don't know if you guys listen to Jeff sure. Buckley. But okay. yeah, absolutely. They just put out an album of his. It was like his first studio album. It was never released. And he's got covers of like Zeppelin songs and shit on they there. They do. Hey, Dixie it's, does that's that cool. too. Yeah. But I thought it was really, I was like, oh, I want to hear Jeff Buckley do Led Zeppelin. That seems pretty interesting. Oh, I, yeah. I love him. Well, a bluegrass version of Blue- uh, Black Dog, I think. They've <laughs> oh, I bet there. that's really cool. That's already like such oh, a bluesy, stuff, that's such a bluesy yeah. song yeah. anyway, you know. Well, banjo picking. Makes it bluegrassy. Black, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love a banjo. Yeah, they've got a lot of albums. Nice. 
That's cool. <laughs> so um, that's about that. Wraps it up yeah. for this week. Thanks a lot, Steve, for coming. Yeah, all thank this you. Way. No, it was great. <laughs> Pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah, it's a fucking good episode, in yeah, my opinion. I enjoyed myself. Uh, but thanks and thanks for sponsoring the podcast. And we yeah. appreciate you, man. I'll record it, record it, and listen to it next week. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. While I'm printing t-shirts. There, there you go. go. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Also, we will be back uh, next week with uh, well, we're going to Skype with Stabface about Daredevil. Uh, the weekend after that, we've got Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah, uh, with our buddies Tom Gosser and Daniel Vargas. I wish I was here um, for that. Right that after that, <laughs> we're going to have an episode. Uh, we're going to be in the studio, in the recording studio with St. Louis's The Vigilettes. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about their new EP. We're going to they're going to perform a couple tracks live for us. So That'd be fun. Uh, this is the first of many fucking awesome episodes, guys. Yeah, so yeah. keep tuning in, and we will be seeing you soon. And until then, enjoy your, your boils. <laughs> is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? I'm caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a poor boy, I need no sympathy. Cause he's easy come, easy go. Mama